if you don't like where you're at right now and you're continuing to do the same thing, we all know that that's the definition of insanity, right? The only way you're going to get better, it isn't just sitting back and waiting for something to happen. It's to take action and taking action. I mean, with, with action comes clarity without a doubt in prayer, of course, but you know, sitting back, even sitting back and just praying, I'm just waiting on what God's going to tell me, waiting on what God's going to tell me, start taking some actions and you, those doors are either going to open or they're going to close, but sitting back doing nothing isn't going to help anybody or any, anyone in any situation. Are you a follower of Jesus that feels called to expand the kingdom of God through building and growing successful businesses? If that's you, then welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show that interviews amazing Christians using their business and money-making abilities to expand God's kingdom all over the globe. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. Wow, another incredible, incredible episode. My man Riley Meek is joining us out of Minneapolis. Am I right in that, Riley? You are right. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota, my man. <laughs> well, hey, we're so excited that you're here with us, man. I'm going to do a full intro here in a minute. But, um, guys, thanks so much for joining us on the Kingdom Capitalist Show. Uh, a quick announcement before we jump into the show. Um, the Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind is actually officially open for only the second time this year. The Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind, we only do this um, once a quarter. We open up the applications uh, for 12 new members. Um, right now, we are focused primarily or really solely on those who are in the commercial real estate world of things. And so if you have a business around um, commercial real estate, rather development, investing, um, we have a mastermind really a community you might call it to really serve you uh, and to really bring you into a community of people who are thinking deeply about this idea of the kingdom and their business and so i'd love to have an opportunity if i haven't already um, got to meet you um, and an extended invitation to apply for our for our mastermind so all you gotta do is head to kingdomcapitalist.co fill out an application there that'll land you a phone call with me and i'd love to meet you and see if what we're building inside of kingdom capitalist could be a good fit so definitely go check that out we only do this once a quarter um, and this is limited to 12 members so without further ado though let's get into the podcast show uh, we have riley meek with us riley is the founder and ceo of social dynamic selling system which turns dinner seminar marketing into a science and i love this topic because i was so excited to bring Riley into this is because this idea of the table, like there couldn't be a um, a more centerpiece to the kingdom, right? Like than the table itself and really bringing people together. And this idea of sales, it's such a, um, uh, I don't know, there's so many ways you could take this, but I love what Riley's doing in an industry. Again, we talk about this idea of industry of sameness, like so many there's so many industries that are and people are doing all the same thing and there's so much opportunity when you can get innovative or creative about doing something different something exceptional in an industry of sameness and what Riley is doing um, inside of his company I think is exactly that and bringing people around the table not not a new concept right we've been doing it for forever but um, I, I, I love this concept I'm so excited to introduce everyone to Riley so Riley welcome to the show my brother Hey, Ellis, happy to be here, man. This is going to be fun. Yeah, so, um, dude, tell, tell our audience real quick, why don't, why don't you make your own introduction? I kind of read your bio, but who is Riley? And you said you're out of Minneapolis, man, but tell, tell our audience just a little bit about yourself real quick. 
Sure, absolutely, man. Yeah, I live in you know Minneapolis now. I was born and raised though in South Dakota, small small town in South Dakota, and um, I moved up here literally the day I graduated high school, like literally the day. And it was more so just about um, uh, you know looking for more opportunities. You know, a, a town of a thousand people that I grew up in, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. And um, I I spent the previous summer in Minnesota uh, with my sister. I'd lived here. And that was really the, the summer that I actually gave my life to Christ. And uh, so it was more like I just wanted to, you know, engulf myself back into the community that I had. And, um, you know, from there, I, you know, that, that was, you know, I really kind of started my entrepreneurship journey at the, even before then at the age of 15. Uh, but I, I came up here to go to schools, uh, but I started making a decent amount of money actually just like selling nutritional supplements. Um, I kind of, kind of planned on going to school to, to become a, a chiropractor. I was into health and fitness, nutrition, things like that. But when I started to earn, earn money, um, you know, I realized at the age of 19, heck, I was you know, making like 10 grand a month. And I thought I was really something, you know, like I don't need to go to school anymore. I'm just going to do my own thing. And, and that's really what I've done, you know, for I'm now, heck, how old am I now? 34. <laughs> it's, it's funny when I have to even think about how old I am now. Um, but yeah, that, <laughs> So that's really what kind of started my, my entrepreneurship journey. Uh, but this concept, you know, table that you, you talk about the social dynamic selling system uh, was really after, you know, at the age of 24, I, I had had a failed business venture. I'd actually moved down to Puerto Vallarta, uh, Mexico for about five months. And um, after, again, with the nutritional supplements, we were opening up operations down there and and uh, a few months into this, uh, the, the government down there, I don't, I don't think enough palms were being greased um, that I was aware of. So the government actually shut us down and I ended up having to come back here to the States. And, and at the time, man, uh, my, my wife and I, we were, we were pregnant and uh, we were, rented out my condo, leased out our condo here in the States. So when we moved back, we were not only had we lost pretty much everything we had invested into this opportunity. So we were, financially, we were really strapped but essentially we were homeless at the time too. So we ended up crashing at my sister's house, literally sleeping on her couch. And that's when I was like, okay, now what God, like what, what's my next move here? And um, just through, you know, continual, just, you know, prayer, seeking out different opportunities. I came across this random ad on Craigslist of all places. And it said, uh, work three days a week and make 10,000 bucks. And I, I naturally thought, yeah, right. But I had to inquire upon it. So um, I ended up getting in touch with this gentleman. He started talking about these dinner seminars that he was doing. And uh, I didn't really grasp it at the time because, you know, everything that I had done, I've always been in sales and, you know, entrepreneurship. Uh, but everything that I had done up until that was always a one-on-one -on -one kind of exchange. Like, and I love that aspect, uh, you know, just building that, that uh, you know, know, like, and trust with, with the individual um, I love being able to, you know, essentially kind of earn what I'm worth, you know, that commission-based sales um, atmosphere. But there was one thing that always kind of frustrated me, and it was really that as much as the, you know, when you're trying, when people are recruiting you or looking at sales opportunities, they're like, your earning is uncapped. You can you can earn what you're worth. And as much as I wanted to believe that, I, I quickly realized that that wasn't really true because I can only do so many presentations in a day right? What, what was capped was the time. Everybody has the same amount of time. And if my presentation was one, two, three hours, I could only do so many of those before I'm emotionally just exhausted, right? So 
when when I was introduced to this concept, I, I actually attended one of this one of this guy's events, and I walked into the room, and heck, there were 20, 25 people sitting around a table, and uh, they were all facing forward, and he was delivering a presentation. Uh, and after the presentation, of course, he fed them a nice steak or chicken dinner. Uh, but then after the presentation, he simply asked for an appointment. And out of those 20 to 25 people that were there, he walked away with seven follow-up appointments that he was meeting with all the next day. And that's where I like completely blew my mind because I was like, holy cow, he can actually deliver one rockstar presentation, right? It doesn't even have to be rockstar, but because the point of these presentations is really about that no like, and trust, right? And, and when we sit around the, the dinner table and in the social dynamic, that aspect, why we, why I called it the social dynamic selling system is because there is a social dynamic happening in any given mm -hmm. situation. And we've been able to use that um, to our advantage within a group setting of, of, you know, a, a particular client avatar that we, that we, you know, pick to invite out to these events. Um, we're able to, you know, position our, our presenters as that authoritative figure and then assuming they do a decent enough job, they simply ask for an appointment at the end and ultimately then can meet with them one-on-one -on -one to discuss in further detail what it is their product or, or service actually is. So like you said, man, I mean, I've, I've been doing this now uh, since uh, 2011 is when I started my first company. Um, we went from literally just me with 673 bucks in my bank account, like no joke on that. And it was like just a a vision and a, a hope and a prayer really in a credit card because I had to pay for marketing. <laughs> um, but I did that. And within our first six months, man, we did, it. yeah, we did a little over $2 million in, in the first six months. Wow. Uh, and from there, then we've started to, to scale. Um, I started to teach and train our sales reps and then, and you know, over the last decade now we've done over a hundred million dollars in sales solely through this format. And now I'm, I'm more so. I love it. Uh, coaching and, co and and teaching other business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, just sales reps, sales managers, how to utilize this system. And it really came down to, I know I'm just rambling here, man. I hope that's all right. But <laughs> it no, really, it. Keep going. it really came down to, uh, you know, five, six years ago, I, I just built a home financially. We were crushing it. Life was but I, I had this realization. I remember this clear as day. It was a, it was a Wednesday evening. I had just driven home from a, a, a pretty successful sales week again. And my wife and daughter were already in bed. And I just sat down at my kitchen table. And, and I just had this feeling of just unfulfillment, right? Like financially, things were great. We could do anything and, you know, go anywhere we wanted, essentially. But for those, any of your you know, listeners that have experienced this, for those that have made a lot of money, they quickly realize that it's not about the money, right? Unless you don't have enough of it. If you don't have enough of it, then it's always about the money, right? And it's unfortunate, but that's just who we, a lot of us are just as human beings. But when, when you've you know, a, obtained a decent amount of it, it really becomes, your focus becomes something else. Like, and it's just, I had this feeling of unfulfillment and, and I was like, I, and part of it was I had zero passion for any of the products that we were offering zero like i could care less about you know the one of our coping people but it's like i don't care about bathtubs uh, and so but, but my passion was you know being able to provide for my family and that's why i went out and did what i did but really when i, I the 
kind of aha moment that evening, just sitting there at my kitchen table was like, I thought back to the early days of, of selling and sales and just that constant struggle, that feast and famine type lifestyle of wondering where your next lead or heck your sale is going to be coming from. And just that, you know, and I, I thought, man, is there, is what we've developed the actual product? Could, cause, cause it, it was a system. We have a well-oiled machine here. And I thought, man, I know there's business and there's entrepreneurs out there that are passionate about their product, right? But you can have the greatest product, greatest offering in the world. But if you don't have a way to reach the masses, if you don't have a, a system in place, it's not going to do anybody any good, right? And if, if you build it, they do not come. I, I don't care what the movie tells you. Um, you have to have a system that, that actively is bringing in leads um, for you to, you know, hopefully call on or, you know, make your sale or your investment or, or whatever that is. And that's really what we've developed in and why I've, I've really kind of transitioned our focus on coaching and teaching people how to utilize this system um, so they can achieve, you know, whether it's the financial goals or the lifestyle goals or, you know, the giving goals, the kingdom goals, um, because, you know, there's, you know, money's not everything, like I said, but it is, if you don't have enough of it, it becomes everything, but there's so many amazing things that can be done, you know, to further the kingdom or just to, you know, help those in need. And, and that's really what our focus is, is to be able to help business owners, entrepreneurs be able to do that uh, within their own lives as well. Yeah, I love it, man. I mean, I think that's why I'm so, we don't have a, um, there's probably not a ton of episodes where we've gotten to be getting really strategic about how to kind of better position our product, our offer. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the second part of this conversation of kind of diving in and helping our audience think about, okay, how do we actually get people to the table? And even as you're t talking about the presenter, like I want to know what makes a good presenter, right? And so there's yeah. a couple things here that I think are going to be really helpful for, for what we're doing. Um, but but look, before we jump into those questions, man, if you wouldn't mind, I just want to pray for us and ask God to really bless our time together. Um, I'm pumped. Please, well, everything you just said, I'm like, all right, this is going to be really, really helpful. So let me just ask God to really use this time cool. Uh, cool. for his name. Say, God, we, we give you thanks and thank you for Riley and his experience and just your spirit that helped him in a time of desperation where he's sleeping on his sister-in-law's couch or whoever that was in, in the way that you... Um, even kindly showed him an opportunity and God, you gave him a spirit of uh, perseverance to even get to where he is today. And so God, I just pray that that same spirit that, that was mindful of Riley might be mindful to us and our audience today um, to really help us grow our business. God, that um, yeah, those who are struggling, those who are hurting, those who need kind of that push for their business so that, you know, fi financially, that's not a, it's not a weight or a barrier. God, that you might help them today. Um, and so I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Uh, dude, so here, so here, here's, here's my first question then, because, okay, the Craigslist ad makes a lot more sense. And this is, you know, you build a business around the table, but I guess I want to go back to this idea of the table. Um, why is the, t why do you think the table is so significant to this process? And maybe before you answer that, maybe the better question just for you personally, Riley is, why is the table significant for you? Like clearly you've gotten passionate about this. Why do yeah. you think this idea of the table is so strong? Because I do think there's something significant about the table in light of the kingdom as well. So right. how, how, why do you see the table being so significant? I think, I mean, there's something just so special about being able to sit down with somebody and, and break bread, right? Like it's just, you know, for, from a, 
that's from a relationship standpoint. And we're all in, we're all in sales, right? No matter what anybody says, whether you think you're a, a, a you know, a realtor or an investor or a, a, you know, a customer service rep, you're still in sales no matter what, right? I mean, because if you think about it, sales is the, the, the root of it. If you go back to the Norwegian um, cellier, it actually means to serve. That's what sales is. And what works so well sitting around a table, a, a neutral environment where we're bringing people out to a restaurant, a local, you know, uh, local environment where they're not feeling it's a it's a place they've probably been to before. They're not feeling like they're going to be pressured. They're not going into an office or you're coming into their home where it's like, you know, buy here, buy now. Our process is so different. It's, it's all about that know, like and trust and build that relationship with them because it's not like you know when you think of a seminar or a group it's like rah rah rush to the back of the room and buy this 48 dollars real estate course right it's that's not what we do at all it's about no like and trust and and certainly the law of reciprocity is in place there as well when when we're inviting them out to meet with us learn about us we're buying them a, a nice meal uh, where they don't pay for anything. We're paying for all of it. I've, I've now given them something. So when I simply ask for that follow-up appointment to meet with them to discuss their needs, um, they're, I, won't, I don't want to say obligated, but even subconsciously, they're just, they're, they're more likely to want to offer that time to you because of what you, you've given them. Uh, but I think just sitting around the table and, you know, whether it's in, in that, a setting like that, or even just at home, everybody knows like that, I mean, all the statistics of, of families that, that have dinner together uh, is, is, you know, just much more stronger, solid relationships and open and to have discussions about life and what's going on. There's just something special that I think, you know, God has put within us as a desire to be able to sit down and break bread together and enjoy each other's company. Um, and, and we obviously use that to, uh, you know, to obtain that know, like, and trust uh, because, First off, you got to be, you got to have a good product, a good offering, a good service of what you provide, you know, and we want to make sure that, you know, we're not, when the clients we take on, it's not like they're selling something shady or, you know, we want to make sure that we're, you know, doing the right things um, because a lot of the things that we teach are very powerful with being able to, you know, speak to the subconscious and, and, and learning how people um, receive information, retain that information and to be able to create an environment where naturally they just want to do business with you. And, and that's really what we teach throughout our, our, you know, all of our training and coaching. What, what do you think? I mean, and I know we hear this all the time. Like, I love what you're saying here. Like we're providing something of service. Um, but yet still, like as much as I hear this, and I know people are re trying to redevelop this idea of sales, like I still hear it often. Like I don't want to come off salesy. I don't want to come off pitchy. And so I guess from a from a kingdom capitalist yourself, from a from a man who's really thinking deeply about his faith, the intersection of his faith and his in his work, how do you as a kingdom leader think differently? Um, or or what is your definition of sales that really sets you apart from the way that may, maybe the rest of the world is because it is so transactional right i mean yep. you don't make money unless you sale right like unless you make that and so there is this element of like i i you know i do need you to give me something in return or i can't provide for my family take care of the things i want to do right whatever whatever your mission is and so 
as a kingdom leader, man, I just would love to hear your perspective on how, how do you think differently about the sales process so that it doesn't just become a transaction? Yeah. Um, would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think it really is a, your mindset about sales. And in some people, if, if you have that mindset, like sales is, is icky or, you know, you, you think of that used car salesman, like that's not, you know, that maybe we used to be what sales was in the eighties and nineties. Right. But, or just the, the, um, perception of what it was, but it really is, like I said, that the Norwegian, the root of Selier is, is to serve. And if you go about it with that mentality that, you know, if you believe in your product and your service so much that you feel like it, it would do an injustice for them not to have your product or services and you go about it that that pattern to that, the, you know, the end user, the, the, your potential customer or client and, and always adding value. I mean, if you're, if you're going into it, like I need to, I got to close this deal and you know, this, this, it's not going to pay for my, you know, food on my kitchen table or whatever that is. Uh, that's going to obviously shine through as well and, and approaching it with how can I serve? How can I add value to this person, whether or not they, they are going to do business with me or not. And it's, it's, and I think that just comes from, you know, having that kingdom mindset that we are, we're called to excellence in everything that we do. And uh, we should go about every relationship, every, every action that we do should be like, we're going to leave this situation better than when we came. So when I go into a, a presentation, that's my mindset. It's like, okay, how can I add value? Because you know, what is, who is it? Zig Ziglar. It's like to get everything you want, in the world, you just have to help others get what they want. Right. And then that's just, if you go about it that, that way, in that manner, that how can I serve you? How can I add value? Not only are people going to just receive that and be like, wow, this guy's different or this woman's different in how they're approaching this. Um, they're just naturally going to want to do business with you. And that's not a salesy thing at all. It's that I'm, I truly care about that person and how I can help make their situation in life better from for what again whatever product or service it is that we're actually offering. Yeah, no, I love that man. Um the couple of things I wrote down as you were talking like the abundance mentality, I think as a kingdom leader like or the kingdom salesman you might call it. that's a whole nother, that's a podcast right there. Yeah, like, man, the kingdom I like salesman. It. Uh <laughs> uh this idea of abundance mindset that like um and and when we have that and because because we serve the king of abundance right? Because we serve in a kingdom that has an abundance of resources. We can come yeah. into this conversation with his heart of service. And, and it does come off, man. Like I, I mean, most of it, there's a lot of people in our audience who are real estate investors and maybe we can talk to them for a second. Like sure. this idea of, I love what you said, it's an injustice not to have your product. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of raising money, but you know, if you really believe in what you're offering, something to help people achieve financial independence or a more predictable income, you know, stream, which is kind of what like is our pitch. Like we're providing something of value and we have to come from a, a mindset, a framework, a standpoint that, listen, without this, like what they're left with, like someone else is taking advantage of them. We're giving them a better opportunity to invest their money. And so I, I think that's so um, true, man, because the way you view like who has the value, right? Totally matters. Because if you think they have all the value because they're the one with the investing dollars, 
then you're going to come in there just needing. Right. Versus like when you realize, no, I have something of value as well that I'm bringing to the table, and together maybe we can partner together if, if there's a good fit. Dude, that totally changes the conversation. Absolutely does. Absolutely. And that that's that's solely between your, your two ears, and that's just your mindset and how you approach that. And, uh, you know, I think just calming yourself before any presentation or any, any you know, conversation that you're having with a potential investor or, or you know, something along those lines. Uh, it's like just putting yourself in that mindset initially and how you can provide a service and value to them versus what you can take. Uh, because if the more you give, the more you receive, of, of course, you know, and just having that mentality, that mindset um, definitely will help in any, any, tra- in, any relationship transaction, right? And if we go back to even sales, like we're all selling, dude, I'm selling my wife every day why she should stay with me, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so it's like we're selling no matter what. And, and if you think it's like, and if you go back to the root again, it's like to serve, yes, I'm serving my wife, but I'm doing it because I, I love her and I, I want her to, you know, not only stay with me, but I'm coming from that, like, how can I help serve her? Uh, you know, that, and that's just, you know, in a, a relationship standpoint, um, that, you know, that sales is involved in every, every single relationship, whether you think you're in sales or not. Um, and, and, you know, we just want to, we want to help people. It's really about communication, you know, effectively being able to communicate is really what sales is today versus pressure, 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 like it used to be. Right. I got one more sales question before we get into this, before we get into your actual, um, um, social, uh, I'm sorry, but, but before we get into your system, um, cool. this idea of pr- like pressure in the sales process, I would love to hear your, your idea or just even, I'd love for you to help our audience, help me think about this idea of applying pressure in the sales process, because I think that's when sales kind of gets like, people like, Oh, I don't want to put pressure on somebody right. like how, you know, that's not right. But I don't know. Is it like, where does this idea, especially because these are king, we're kingdom capitalists. We're, we're people who are really trying to honor Christ in our work, right? We're, we're worshiping God through our work. And so if we're in sales, you're saying everybody's in sales. How do we worship God through the sales process is pressure. Should pressure be a part of that? Where, where do we rightly and how do we rightly apply pressure uh, in the sales process? Love to hear your, I love, I love this question. So I always think back to, well, first off, I mean, we're all selling, even if it's selling people on, you know, Jesus, like, okay, he, he can, you can save your soul, right? Like we're never going to pressure them. We all know that turn or burn that meant that, that, that does not entice anybody to want to do anything. Right. But it's, it's coming about it with the love, like the, like your life can be changed. You can have peace and it's providing not the features of any product or service, but the benefits, right? So anytime we're presenting, we're creating an environment where, because nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants to buy, right? And so in our presentations, whether it's a group setting or even one-on-one, it's just, I'm creating an environment where they just naturally want to do it. They want to buy, they want to make that purchase because, and, and part of it too is from a pressure standpoint, People don't make decisions. You have to give them a reason to make decisions, right? Like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But what I could do is throw salt in its oats and it's naturally going to want to drink, right? And so that's what we teach with our, with our program and, and the system is like, 
getting people to you know make a decision whether it's it's, it's if it's no completely fine that's that's fine as long as i know that it's no i'm not I'm not wasting time on this situation i can only focus on the, the yeses, right? So, but we still have to get people to make decisions because naturally they're just, you know, they're inclined to procrastinate and not make those decisions. And this should only happen if you truly do believe that your product or service is going to benefit them, right? And, and that's why we, we talk about all the benefits, not necessarily the features of what this is going to do. Like, you know, if you're trying to get somebody to invest with you, it's like, you know, it, it, I wouldn't necessarily talk about you're gonna get an 8% return or 12% return, like that, that's a feature really. Let's talk about what that can provide for your family, having that predictable income that's not you know, uh, affected by the stock markets. It, and and you know, providing those benefits, that peace of mind is what you, you need to create within that environment in order to get people to, uh, you know, even if it is subconsciously, to be able to make that buying decision. Um, because if you go about it with pressure, naturally the people are gonna you know, back away from you and then obviously tell all their friends not to do business with you as well. Right, right. No, I love that idea. Like, and it's helping people see the benefit of it. Like, and, and you're right, man, people need to be pushed along. They need to be helped. And I think it goes back to that idea of like, do you really believe that you're, that people need your product? Yep. Right. Because if um, you're like, well, you know, yeah, you, you don't really need, you know, let you think about it. Let you put the ball in your court. Like, Where's the conviction that, man, is what I have, is it really is something that people should be using and needing in their life? So, no, that's good, man. I, I definitely think this idea of pressure has a bad connotation, and it's always um, a good conversation to hear. Well, how do we rightly apply pressure? Because I do think it's part of the sales process and really helping people get to a point where, you know, they can make a decision. Right. Um, so, dude, let, let's, let's, get in, let's get into um, – exactly what you're doing here because i think this can really benefit a lot of people and and if they want to work with you or if maybe they you can you know if they're i'm sure you're going to be able to um kind of show us exactly where do we, if we want to go to learn more but give it sure. give us some taste right so um when i heard about your system and i'm like okay this sounds this sounds cool i want to i want to interview you i want i want to help our audience with this one of the biggest barriers i think that came up in my mind was like, where do you start? How do you get people to the table before we even get into the presentation? Like, how do you actually get people to the table? Right. Um, because my follow, I got a good follow-up question to this too, but maybe let's start there. Like, how are you actually getting people to the table? Is this cold traffic? Is this warm traffic? Kind of walk us through the beginning, the beginning process. Yeah. Well, obviously, warm traffic is always the easiest. Uh, but most people come to us because they don't have that warm market, right? So we're 99% of the time, we're going to, to cold traffic. Uh, and we always start with that, with, with the end in mind, we start with, okay, who is your true client avatar? Like who, who wants what you, you offer, right? Is it, uh, you know, with blonde hair, blue eyes, or, you know what I mean? We can get real specific. We want to get super specific with this um, on who actually is your true client avatar. And some people have no clue if you're like a startup. And so at, we sometimes have to take a guess at it initially. But if you if you have active clients or, you know, customers already, usually we can kind of reverse engineer who that actual person is. Um, and, and that's how we're going to craft our message on how to speak to that specific person. We do a ton of direct mail. And so if, you know, if somebody is looking for, you know, I'm looking for uh, people between the ages of 
55 and 85 that are accredited investors uh, that live in a single family dwelling unit. You know, we can, that data is out there. It's scary, all the data that's out there, but that's what we have access to. And we're able to buy that, those lists of people. Um, and if it's, you know, we can either target online ads, things like that. Um, but we do a ton, we do hundreds of thousands of direct mail pieces every single week. Uh, we'll craft an invitation to, you know, we send directly to them. It's customized with their name on it. Um, and we talk about what we're going to be discussing at the event and certainly the, the aspect that they're getting a free steak dinner, right? So I call this part kind of fishing with corn dogs. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's not a fish in nature that could sustain a quality life long-term on corn dogs, right? There's, they're going to, that's not the nutrition that they need, but I guarantee if you put a, a corn dog on a hook and you throw it in the lake, the fish is going to bite it every single time. And so what we're doing with the steak dinner, the chicken dinner, whatever it is, because I oftentimes get people that say, well, I don't want to feed people and it will take your response rate from a one to one and a half percent to a 10th of a 10th of a percent. If you're not providing a premium, something that they can get right. And this is again, the law of reciprocity We're we're offering them to come on out. Certainly they, they know what we're talking about and um, we're getting them. So back to the corn dog analogy, we're getting them in the boat, right? I don't care how that fish got in that boat. We're getting them in the boat. And then once they're there, now it's your turn to provide them, nourish them, give them that quality of life, you know, whatever it is your product or, or service is. And that's why we, we always start out with, you know, a strategy call with our clients on, okay, what is your true product and service? And who is that client avatar? Would this system program even work for, you know, what you do? Is it good? You know, do you have integrity? Things along those lines, because we want to make sure that we're, you know, we're doing the right thing here, um, you know, just long-term uh, for obviously the kingdom. And so, okay, so then naturally the thing that I think would arise in most people's mind is, okay, cool, I get it. Like you're creating your your target avatar, you're doing direct mail pieces, you're doing Facebook ads, kind of whatever it takes to bring them into this invitation for them to accept. But I think most people say, I, and this is why not many people are doing this, right? I think this is why this is so unique because the barrier in my mind would be, well, um, if I'm just going to be in I'm, what I'm doing, I'm inviting them to dinner just to pitch them on something. It seems very much like a, you know, bait and hook type thing. Using the fish analogy is actually pretty yep. relevant here. Right. Who's going to want to come to something when they, all they know is just that I'm going to pitch them on something. I, that doesn't seem natural. Sure. That kind of goes, that, that that's this idea of selling. How do you help your clients really think differently about that? Yeah, well, it definitely needs, there needs to be an educational component. So in, in the invitation that we're crafting, it's, it's, we're going to, we're going to list out the three points or the five topics or whatever it is that they're going to learn at this event. Right. You do. And that's where, again, you provide value with them, um, but also what you're doing. So they're coming out to obviously eat, enjoy a nice meal out. Um, and you, you get plenty of people that come out just for the dinner. Right. I don't want to make this sound like it's, uh, you know, everybody that shows up is like going to buy. That's absolutely not the case. But I love those people that come out just for the dinner. And the reason I love them is because they they are they know they don't care anything about what you're going to talk about. And so it, again, even if it is subconsciously, those are the ones that are, are looking at you, you know, shaking their head. Yes. And that's that social dynamic aspect that works so well. Um, and I don't care if they don't give me an appointment or anything like that. They helped me create an environment, a positive environment that, you know, other people are seeing and feeling 
that, you know, what you're talking about is, you know, a value of service. And so if once we educate them, we gain the know, like, and trust. And if, if you've intrigued them enough that what your product or service is, um, you know, it's kind of like we, we create the, the problem that's out there, but you have the solution. And that's where we ask for that follow-up appointment. Um, so assuming you've done a, you know, a good enough job of seeing what we're, we're always doing, we're selling ourselves, um, for them to know, like, and trust you, then they'll, they'll actually take that next step to, to sit down with you more one-on-one. Yeah. It seems like, um, a lot of this comes down to like, who's presenting, what, what have you found? Like, have you done this so many, you've worked with so many different types of clients, entrepreneurs, um, what does it take or kind of what are some of those things that really stand out that make a good presenter? Like what do they do well that really rewards, you know, multiple follow-ups? What have you seen? And do you do any type of training for the presenter and not just setting, you know, what is, what is the, the pre-setup, not just on the dinner itself, but the actual presenter? Yeah. How do you help them? Yeah, we, we can train that as well because a lot of people, I think immediately when they hear like a dinner seminar, they're like, immediately discount themselves and they're like, I, there's no, I can't stand in front of a room and talk to a group of people. And that again is a, a mindset thing because I'm, I'm exact proof of that, man. My sophomore year of high school speech class, dude, it was like, I mean, I don't even know how I passed that class. I mean, I had note cards and I would just <laughs> shake in front of the room. My voice would tremble. Uh, if my teacher then Mr. Fonder was his name, if he could see, you know, how many stages I've, I've spoken on now, he would be blown away because I, I was, <laughs> I was like, I mean, terrified to, and those are my friends. I'm like, I was terrified to get up in front of the room and talk to my classmates, uh, let alone, you know, strangers. And so it definitely can be learned. I don't, it's in there's, we, we teach, we, we have, you know, courses that we teach people how to use. We have a, a new book coming out actually called intentional influence um, that teaches people how to effectively communicate with people um, whether it's one-on-one or in a, in a group setting. So um, I, I, you know, and we, of course, we have programs where we train the trainer. Uh, we even have done for you programs. If you're like, I want to do this, but there's no chance I'm sitting in front of the room. No problem. I've, I've done this many times. Uh, for instance, a, a solar client uh, recently, I've, I don't know nothing about solar, right? I just know that this it's sun, creates electricity, you know, DCAC. I have no, no clue anything about that, but I do know how humans make decisions. And so uh, when we onboarded our, our new solar client, they didn't want to um, pre- present in front of the room. So I literally caught a flight down to Florida where they were presenting and on the way basically said, give me the, the four or five points that I should hit. And then I can craft a presentation based upon that because I don't need to speak about all the features and the, you know, the DC turning to AC. People don't care about that. They want to know what's in it for them and, and how it's going to change and affect their life personally. And, and that's what I was able to do without, you know, not knowing nothing about their product or their service. Um, but out of that event, man, we, we landed seven sales over $200,000 in business um, after the presentation. So it definitely can be learned. And if, you, if you're like, I absolutely cannot we can hire and train and even have done for you courses as well um, for, you know, companies that are looking to grow and even scale. Uh, Riley, what are um, some resources or things that you've helped you learn this idea of emotional based selling or just helping kind of reach You know, I love what you said there. Like, don't, I mean, so many people when they think of selling, they got to get up there and give the, 
10 features of their product when people really don't want that, right? Like um, they just want to know how, you know, like in investing, how, how am I not going to lose my money? You know, how are you going to make me money? Um, you know, and then how am I not going to lose my money is pretty much the three things. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right again. So like, what are some resources for our audience? Maybe you have some of your own or maybe your top books, you know, that, yeah. that has helped you um, really become an expert at this. Yeah, well, I mean, you're just on sales in, in general. The, the book, The Greatest Salesman in the World is a, a phenomenal book. Um, who is, uh, I think, Ogmandino. It's an older book, um, but excellent book, especially for kingdom capitalist-minded people. Uh, and I think the the book, biggest thing for me when I was first starting out was finding a mentor in a a coach. I I still even have them now that I can bounce ideas off with. Uh, You know, I have a a business coach. I have a personal life coach uh, that, you know, we're able to to talk through, bounce bounce ideas off each other. But I think just constantly being, uh, you know, not not being afraid to invest in yourself for, for aspects like that, but constantly being a student is is you know when i was first starting out it was like okay i I had no mentors in my life but i i I seeked out people i read every possible book on sales and communication and and marketing fully believe if if we are not progressing we are regressing and no matter where you're at and and you know your age your your income level no matter where you're at you need to constantly be educating yourself and um, honing your skills and, and doing that with another individual, you know, the iron sharpens iron. That is so, so true, not only for our personal lives, but our, our business lives as well. Yeah, no, that's so right on, man. That's so good. So greatest salesman in the world. I'm going to go check that out. I haven't, uh, out, I haven't read that one yet. You'll so love I, it. Need to, uh, I need to go do that. Um, final thoughts on just helping our community think about um, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to say how we can learn more about your company and what you're doing there. Cause I do think I love it. Um, I love your system here, but you know, any final thoughts, um, as it pertains to what you're doing, what you're building and how that might really serve our community. Uh, final thoughts, I guess. Uh, well, if, if this is something that you, your question, like, could I really do this or does this make sense or how much does this cost? Anything like that, I would encourage anybody, you can go to right to our, our website and schedule a call. Uh, it's, it's free. We, we offer 30 minutes. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's, it's others on our team. Um, but, you know, for those that are, you know, if you schedule a call, I'll even throw this out there for your, your audience here, Alice. If they schedule a call in the notes, if they write Kingdom Capital, capitalist, I'll, I'll make sure I take that call personally, um, versus having awesome. it on our team, uh, because I, I, we're here to serve and, and help anybody that's looking to, you know, help themselves. Right. But you gotta be looking to help yourself. This isn't, this, this takes some work, right? I don't want this to all seem like flowers and roses. We can do most of it, or we can have you do most of it. And all of that really depends on the level of engagement. But if, if you don't like where you're at right now and you're continually to do the same thing, we all know that that's the definition of insanity, right? The only way you're going to get better, it isn't just sitting back and waiting for something to happen. It's to take action. And, you know, especially right now with, you know, just the society with the COVID and everything that's going on, it's like those that are coming out stronger than ever are those that have been not sitting back waiting to hear what the government's going to provide for them. It's those that are hustling right now and actively seeking out opportunities to, to better themselves, to better their families, 
and taking action. I mean, with, with action comes clarity without a doubt in prayer, of course, but you know, sitting back, even sitting back and just praying, I'm just waiting on what God's going to tell me, waiting on what God's going to tell me, start taking some actions and those doors are either going to open or they're going to close, but sitting back doing nothing isn't going to help anybody or any, anyone in any situation. So again, if it's, it is something that anybody wants to talk through, I'm happy to, to offer 30 minutes to any of your listeners. Um, and they can go to uh, socialdynamicselling.com, social dynamic selling, and there's a link on there that says schedule a call. And again, put in Kingdom Capitalist, and I'll make sure that I actually take that call personally. Yeah, we'll make sure we put that, that link in the show notes. Dude, that's so good. And, and to echo what you said there about cost, because I'm sure it costs to hire you, and, it, and even if they don't hire you, it costs to do a dinner and provide a meal, right? Like you said, most people don't want to provide that extra thing, but... I want people to, to really get what you're saying here. Like, yes, it, I get, I get, let me I, I say it this way. Does it really cost you, right? Because if it right. makes you money or if it advances your business and if it sets you apart from what everybody else is doing and it helps you get to where you want to go, does it really cost you? I think it's that upfront expense of saying, is this really going to work? That's really what we're more worried about. But that's why a guy like you could say, no, I know this works. I've proven this. Here's how this works. Here's the system. Here's the framework, this idea of coach or a mentor. Um, that should take that away. And so, uh, dude, I love what you're doing, man. I love what you're building. Um, I love the way you're bringing, you know, you're, you're doing something that everybody else is doing, trying selling, but you're doing it different. You're doing it in a way that really creates value um for you know the in the in buyer man and dude i love the table like <laughs> this idea of the table and bringing people around especially post covid 19 people are going to be so ready for that steak right? dinner <laughs> that like i can't think of a you know like a better way to say hey let's get people together i want to tell you more about what we're doing and we're going to go do a steak dinner at that restaurant we haven't been able to eat at in six right? months <laughs> so um that sounds you know gosh that's an idea man my, my, my mind's already turning right <laughs> about what we can be doing as well so riley man i'm so grateful for you bro so social um t- t- tell us your website one more time is there any other way that you know our community can reach out to you um or get to know you better? yeah absolutely so socialdynamicselling.com um certainly my name uh rileymeek.com but riley spelt a little different it's r-y-l-e-e riley meek uh, as in the meek shell inherit the earth. I think he was talking about me. Um, but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I would say the first spot is to schedule that call. If you're, if you don't want to talk with me, um, and, but you still want to do some digging, uh, I've got a book out called food for thought, how to use dinner seminar marketing to grow your business in ways you never thought possible. Um, and that's, uh, that's available on Amazon. Um, or we even, heck, I think we even have a, a campaign where it's like free plus shipping right now. So it's, whatever, it's still probably like six, seven bucks or something, but um, they could pick that book up pretty cheap at uh, socialdynamicsalesacademy.com. Um, or if they want to, you know, go to Amazon, they'd have to pay full, full retail there. But um, yeah, I think that's the best bet though. We have digital courses. There's no, no matter where you're at financially right now, and to, just to hit on that, that cost aspect, exactly right. I mean, it doesn't really cost you anything. What's costing you right now is doing nothing, right? And what, what this is going to do is, is invest into you, your product, your, your system, your family, what you provide for them. That's the end result. And, and that's why we always do these strategy calls because if it doesn't make sense, 
if we don't feel that we could confidently produce for you, I'll, we'll be the first to tell you that because we're not in the business of just trying to, you know, have a one and done type of customer. We want this to be a long-term relationship where we can continually fill events for you and your business. I love it. Um, guys, I'm so grateful for Riley. Thank you, man, for being on here. Uh, if you got something out of this episode, screenshot, go share it with a friend, text it to somebody, post it on LinkedIn. And if you haven't already, make sure you leave us a review. It's how we get amazing guests like Riley. This brother's been on all kind of amazing podcast shows, um, but he's coming on here because he saw that, man, people listen to the show, they follow this show, they share this show. So it helps us so much to be able to continue to provide amazing content and keep this up. It also encourages me to just keep going. So uh, please do that right now. Take a screenshot and share this. Uh, tag me in it. Make sure you tag Riley in it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.